Hi there, are you fed up with your wine belly? Embarrassed about your booze boobs? Sick of waking up with a hangover? And tired of never reaching your potential? Welcome to Sober Sassy Life, the podcast for women who are looking for more out of life than the evening rendezvous with the Chardonnay. Let's banish the wine witch for good. Here's your host, Jackie Elliott. and welcome to today's podcast. So today I'm pretty excited because I'm going to share some secret information with you and this will be useful to you if you're currently struggling with your drinking or you've been wrestling with the question, why me? Because that was a question that I really struggled with. But before I get to this secret information, I'd like to share with you how I was feeling during the last weeks and months before I finally managed to quit the booze. I was frightened. I was really frightened about the negative impact that my drinking was having on my health and my relationships. Most mornings I was waking up with a low level hangover and with no recollection of going to bed the night before. I couldn't remember the TV programs that I'd watched. I couldn't remember making phone calls. I couldn't remember conversations that I'd had with my husband. And when I first got up every morning, um, apart from the mad dash to try and rehydrate my body, which was uh, suffering because I had been dehydrated about the uh, from the alcohol that I had, had drunk the night before and the night sweats that I'd had because of that, I spent the first few hours trying to minimize any damage that I might have done during a conversation with my husband or or any stupid things that I might have posted on social media or inappropriate texts I might have has sent. So I was really worried about where this was all going to end up. And I spent a lot of time on the internet googling am I an alcoholic? And I answered countless questionnaires and then I re-answered them until I got a better, a better prediction, a better result. The trouble is that I didn't fit the stereotype. The stereotype that we all have in our head about people who are alcoholics. So let's have a look at that for a moment. If you think about an alcoholic... I bet that the first vision that comes to mind is somebody that maybe doesn't have a job, somebody who can't hold down a job. Maybe they're homeless too. They're always drunk. A phrase that I keep hearing over and over again is, oh, he's a raving alky or she's a raving alky. I always think of alcoholics as drinking cheap cider or vodka out of a bottle that's in a brown paper bag. They drink all day long, don't look after themselves. But most of all, I think of these people as having a disease which they can never be cured from. And that was my main fear. I was so terrified that I would would, um, be an alcoholic and that I would have to go to AA for the rest of my life and spend it in recovery to make sure that I didn't become homeless and jobless. But then my logic was so twisted that the other part of my brain said to me, 
don't be ridiculous. You can't be an alcoholic. Alcoholics are in complete denial. They don't even know they have a problem. They have to hit rock bottom before they can start to recover. And you're worried about being an alcoholic. You're always concerned about your drinking. So my twisted logic told me that because I was concerned about my drinking, I couldn't possibly be an alcoholic. But then I would switch back to the other side and I'd start worrying all over again. I mean, maybe I was in complete denial. Maybe I just hadn't hit my rock bottom yet. And where was my rock bottom going to be? I was a complete mess. This was driving me insane. It was adding to my fear and I was still drinking. It was a massive psychological block for me to think that I might have this horrible, terrible, incurable disease that carried so much stigma and shame. Stereotypes are really dangerous. Stereotypes around addiction are particularly dangerous because they influence the way that we recognize addiction and as society, we treat addiction and addicted people. And as an individual, and for lots of other people who are writing blogs and articles about their experiences, which I am reading and sharing, this stereotype provides a barrier that stops us from dealing with our drinking issues. Luckily for me, during all of this time of turmoil and fear, I read a book by Jason Vale called How to Stop Drinking Easily, and it completely reformed my thinking and helped me start to deal with not only my drinking problem, but also the issues that had led to my drinking problem. Now he says, and here comes a big secret, is that there is no such thing as an alcoholic. Now there are people who are dependent upon alcohol, but the idea of an alcoholic as a diseased, hopeless, incurable person is completely false. And there is zero evidence to show that this mysterious disease is hereditary, which for me made total sense because there is nobody else in my family who has an issue with drinking except for me. And I was completely bemused as to why it was that I had this issue with alcohol. And that was a big question. It was like, can't possibly be me. Why me? And I... I'm not the only person who struggles with this. And I felt immediately like, oh my goodness, I've been completely duped. I've been duped by this horrible stereotype. So Jason goes on to tell us in his book that alcohol is a very addictive liquid. But the good thing is that alcohol leaves the body. If you stop drinking, all traces of alcohol will leave the body between five and 10 days of you stopping drinking and the physical addiction will then cease to be. Okay, so that gave me another big question mark here. If I was only dependent upon alcohol for the time it was in my body, why was it that I could never stop drinking for more than a couple of weeks before I started drinking again? There has to be more than just the fact that I was dependent on, on the addictive qualities of alcohol. If what Jason Vale was saying was true, then as soon as these five or 10 days are up, as soon as the alcohol was out of my system, then surely I would be able to not drink again. 
Well, he didn't fully answer that question for me. So I carried on doing my research because it was really important for me to know why I'd had this big issue in order that I could deal with it fully. I didn't want to um, have this period of sobriety where I exerted all this willpower. Uh, I managed to get rid of the alcohol in my body, but then I was still dragged back into this dependent state, this very dark state that I was in. So I did a lot more research and I read a couple more books which became pivotal for me in understanding why it was that I had been drinking. And the first one is called um, Chasing the Screen, Scream by Johan Hari. And the second one is In the Realms of Hungry Ghosts, which is by Dr. Uh, Gabor Mati. Now, both books um, are pretty different. Uh, Johan uh, deals with the uh, society aspect and the way that, that we as a society has treated addiction. And um, Dr. Maiti has, has dealt with more of the medical and biological research that's been done on addiction. But two things which I pulled out of both of those books, which is, has helped me enormously, is first of all, Johan, Johan Hari talks about addiction as being in, in two separate parts. The first part is the, the physical dependency on addictive substances like alcohol. The second part of addiction is disconnection, is disconnection from people, is the uh, disconnection from society, the way that people who are addicted feel outside of groups who feel alone and lonely. And once they are back within a safe, loving environment, their addiction ceases to be in many, many cases. And that was uh, reinforced by the book by Dr. Uh, Métis, where he says the same thing. The opposite of addiction isn't sobriety, it's connection. And Dr. Métis talks about the, um, the scientific research that's been done uh, in Canada, which was done 30 or 40 years ago with rats. Now, as you know, rats are used in lots and lots of experiments. And the one very famous experiment that he talks about is Rat Park, which was done by um, a scientist at Simon Fraser University in Canada in the 1970s, where this uh, researcher found that rats who were addicted, who were made to be addicted to cocaine or heroin or alcohol, once they were taken out of isolation and put into an environment where there were lots and lots of other rats, they actually um, naturally forced themselves to uh, become unaddicted, not addicted to any of um, uh, these addictive substances. They resisted drinking water with cocaine or, or heroin in it, even though the rats were going through withdrawal symptoms. And the conclusions from that, which they apply to society, is that once you are in a, a community or environment or a society where you feel loved and belonged, that part of your addiction will cease to be. Okay, so this is a big scientific experiment. But what does that mean 
for me because uh, I've been blessed. I haven't had any horrible traumatic events, which are this kind of which that Dr. Métis was writing about with his work with uh, addicted people um, in really the, the lower end of, of our society who have endured horrible trauma for all of their life. I mean, I, my life was blessed, so I wasn't traumatized. But what I came to realize after reading both these books, that it's a continuum. And the reason I believe that lots of us become addicted to wine, particularly women, is because we are feeling disconnected and we don't want to be the people that we are. And that made kind of sense to me because my heavy drinking started when I found myself alone in a new country without my support network. And I started to self-medicate with wine rather than just drink it as a, as a fun social thing to do. I was, I was drinking to stop me thinking about all the stresses I was feeling and how lonely that I was. And I think this can be compared to lots of other people who have written blogs. And if you think about it yourself, maybe you are somebody who um, had a great career, but now you're at home with children and you feel you're missing that connection with your work colleagues. You're missing the sense of purpose and the sense of belonging uh, and the sense of status that you used to have. Maybe you've moved away from your family and that you don't have your mum and your sister around the corner to help you anymore. Maybe you've started a new job and you feel completely isolated because you're not getting on with your work colleagues. The, the trauma and the disconnection doesn't have to be um, horrible. It doesn't have to, to be sensational. It doesn't, it doesn't have to be horrific. It just has to be that sense of disconnect, that sense of loneliness and uneasiness and, and being unsettled that leads us to pick up wine just to take the edge off. And if you've ever thought that or said that, I'll just have a glass of wine just to take the edge off. I'll just have a glass of wine so I don't have to think about what happened to me today at work. I'll just have a glass of wine and I can just drift off, enjoy my bars and don't think about what happened to me at work today. Once I had realized that this was the reason, if you like, that I had had this drinking problem, it became so much easier for me to deal with it because it wasn't a horrible disease that I would never be cured from. I wasn't going to spend all my life in, in recovery and enduring the stigma of going to meetings. All I had to do was to become a to physically break the dependency on alcohol and then deal with the areas of my life that were making me unhappy. And once I started to, to do that, what, although I couldn't, didn't solve all the problems and I still haven't since I've stopped drinking, but I know that I was using wine to self-medicate and get away from those issues. So if you are really concerned about your drinking, then the first thing that you need to do is to recognize the fact that you are dependent on an addictive substance. The second thing is, is that it isn't something that you, that you can't recover from. 
it isn't something that you are going to have to just suffer through for the rest of your life. It's something that we can deal with. It's something that you can work on. You can isolate the reason for your drinking and work on the reason. So that for me was was a huge relief. And even though in my life I bump into people all the time who who ask me if I'm an alcoholic and sometimes refer to me as an alcoholic is not anything that bothers me anymore because I know the truth of the matter. And that for me is, is hugely comforting and has made it a lot easier for me to, to continue on this journey of sobriety. So I hope that that has alleviated some of your fears. And uh, I certainly recommend that you read um, the book by Jason Vale that's called How to Stop Drinking Easily. Um, the book by Johan Hari, which is um, Chasing the Scream. And also he did a fantastic TED talk, which is worth listening to as well. And also uh, In the Realms of Hungry Ghosts by Dr. Gabor Maiti. So uh, I absolutely recommend those, um, those books to you to, to read, to give you a different perspective and to help you along your sober journey. So thanks for listening today. I look forward to talking to you tomorrow where we will be dealing with another big stereotype that stands in our way. So I'll talk to you again soon. Bye for now.